0: Hey, hey everybody, it's been a little while, but we're on the comeback trail. So I've had quite a two months here. Let's do a recap of the craziness and all the things that have been going on the last two months. So let's rewind back to April. Um, a good One of my good friends from high school prior to then um, had talked about us reliving our glory days on the basketball court. And sign up for a women's basketball league. I was like, oh, basketball is one of my first loves. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and do that. So I started, you know, working out and with getting my shots up and kind of getting back in the swing of things and and knowing that as we're looking at the sign ups for this league, there's a lot of the younger ladies, we'll say, that are in their 20s and fairly new out of graduating from, from college and maybe playing some college ball. And us two on the other end were. Approaching 40. So we know that there's a little bit of age difference. So let's go to April 11th. First game of the season. So everything was going well. I had got a couple baskets. Feeling good. I was winded. Let's say that. Because basketball shape is definitely different than running shape. If y'all got some ballers out there, y'all know there's a difference. So driving to the basket go up to plant to go for a layup, and I went down. I thought somebody had actually, a lady had, had fouled me because I was anticipating that hit from where the direction I was coming. So knee is done. I have to get helped off the court. My husband and son, youngest son were there. Um, He came to my aid, and I knew once I tried to bend and straighten it, it was no go. I, I had in, in the back of my mind, this is something that is definitely surgical. This is not a put a cold pack on, wear a brace and keep it to moving. It was going to need some immediate, um, it was gonna need some assistance for sure. So we were actually in my hometown of Kokomo when this happened, so I decided to go to immediate care. I was hoping at that time that they would most likely you know, do an x-ray, and um, probably give me a brace and then I would have to definitely set something up to go for further interventions. So come to find out, x-rays were saying, oh, it looks like that your patella or your kneecap is kind of riding a little bit high. So this could tell us you have potential for a patella tendon rupture. So got the long brace, stretched out in the back of my, uh, our truck, rolled back home, um, got in contact immediately with uh, the Cellborn Knee Center here and I knew that I needed to go to a specialist in just knees obviously knowing that background as a physical therapist I wanted to be able to get the best assessment and care so by April 13th it was confirmed that yes I had patella tendon rupture that was going to require two surgeries to fully repair so as you know this is springtime this is high time for running season being active and I'm normally pretty active so I knew this wasn't you know it was going to definitely take um, a significant you know a significant surgery with that surgery traditionally what they would do um, if it wasn't probably a knee specialty center is that they because it's pretty significant because when you think about your kneecap your kneecap is supposed to sit down into your knee so it has an attachment on your thigh and then it has attachment on your shin bone well, that attachment from the knee that was that helps keep the kneecap down in from the knee to the shin, that's where that rupture was. So there was nothing kind of holding your knee, my kneecap, down into its position. That's why it was um, elevated high on my knee. I know sounds like a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> so traditionally, that surgery would result would you would actually have to be casted or with their leg straight I think for like 6 weeks well what would happen with that because they were trying to protect that patella tendon which is crucial for your knee they with that time period just think how hard it is to start bending your knee and start going back to motion after that after it had to be straight for so long well a lot of times that tendon becomes too short because it's in that position for too long and you never quite regain back your full range of motion Clearly, I did not want that and function. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I definitely, the procedure, the reason why it took two procedures, because procedure one, they repair, attach the tendon, and then they actually insert a cable into your knee that helps um, decrease the pressure on this surgical tendon um, so that you can start with range of motion, Um, strengthening and things like that and not have to have your leg leg straight for that period of time so once you got enough motion and that cable is kind of restricting you from getting back to full motion then about two months after that you go in for a second procedure to have that um, the cable removed and then you continue on with the rest of your rehab after that sounds very complicated I know so this resulted in going and after the surgery. Obviously, the recommendations were you probably will have greater than a year before you'll be able to current, regain back to full strength. That's including running and you know being as active as I would like. And then after surgery, at least maybe six weeks, um, not being able to drive. So April twenty first, roll in surgery. I had had an overnight hospital stay. So since they did all have to do the protections and things like that, stay overnight in the hospital, I also had to be in a um, continuous passive machine that had range range of wash machine in which your leg is strapped into a machine and it's bending and straightening, bending and straightening, bending and straightening your knee 24 seven and have a week of bed rest in which I was attached to this cable with the exception of putting my leg brace on to keep my leg straight because that strength in your quad muscle is not there. So you don't have, you can't, I can't lift my leg up at all. Had to have an assistant to lift my leg up. And of course our master bedroom is on the second floor. So I wasn't moving around too much outside of getting up to go to the bathroom. So got home and seven days of bed rest. Yes, it seemed like it was torture for me. But it, was, it needed to be done. So I had to be in that range of motion machine 24-7, essentially. And that was quite a tour. So I was trying to do whatever I could to try to get some rest. Because you think about if you can't move and you're flat on your back and your leg is a machine, how good of rest are you going to get? So I had to start working with that. So at this point, I could not move. I could, I could not actively lift my leg up at all. So now we're out of one week from surgery. April 28th, that's my first post-surgical PT evaluation. Um, I'm walking with crutches Crutches at this point um, with the knee immobilizer to keep my leg straight. Um, and obviously I can't lift my leg up at all. So now we go to May 5th. That's my first surgeon follow-up. Uh, I can uh, passively or with assistance get my knee up to about 70 degrees. So think about for reference, my normal side is about 135 degrees. So now we're pushing turn next goal at 90 degrees. So no crutches needed. I'm wearing the brace only. May 12th, PT appointment, range of motion, 95 degrees. I told him, I said, y'all should have told me at the first visit that the goal was 90 degrees. I would have gotten there. Uh, so now following week, May 21st, Now my range of motion is at 110 degrees. So I'm able to finally lift my leg up. Oh man, if you think about how hard it is to just simply lift your leg up off of the ground or off of the floor. It yes, yeah, you, you take, um, for granted those things still definitely needed assist from my other leg to actually lift my leg up into the bed so now we're able to begin some advancing i now that i'm able to lift my leg up now i can get out of the brace yes that was a that was a troublesome thing too was that brace but anyways now i can begin to begin seeing strength um going up and down stairs is the next trial is not going not able to go foot over foot so i still now as the time of this recording i'm about six weeks or so out that i'm not able to go down the the stairs foot over foot so, and I'm still, when I go up the stairs, I can I can push it, but it's still a challenge. So, June 22nd is when I return, if, after, if you're hearing this before then, June 22nd is when I return back to my surgeon for um, a PT and a follow-up. So, hopefully we can get scheduling for the second procedure. So, June 1st, on the dot, I was able to drive again, thankfully, but thankfully for door dash uh husband friends sending things along um as far as food and being and definitely grocery delivery which we were doing a lot of anyways but that has been the journey so far so that's why i've been a little bit on the quiet tip for the last two months but we're ready i didn't i underestimated how much time and effort and how the recovery was going to uh go so now Ready to get back and bring you guys some great episodes to help with improving your running, um, being faster, injury free, improving that performance, giving you tidbits to help you along the way, especially now since races live races are coming back into effect and people definitely have goals to completing everything for completing their first 5k, um, going to the next level on a 10k half marathons, and then full marathons as well. So make sure you continue the check back weekly here for the Runners University podcast, Women's Guide to Running After 35. You can also make sure to catch up with me on Instagram where I post uh, pictures and status things related to my recovery and uh, overall having some fun. Um, So you can find me at runforlife.com. Indy. Hope to be hearing from you guys soon and happy running and living your best life.